Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Preach Network Super Show. My name is Glenn, and I will be your host today on all three of these little mini installments or episodes, if you will, as we take a tour through all the offerings here on the Preach Network. Now, um, we're doing this so you can get a little bit of a taste of everything that the uh, the network offers here, uh, but we're also doing it because our dear, dear friend, Mr. Seth Trav at Seth Trav on Twitter, is suffering from a intense hence bout uh, with the flu. So he is not here today. So I am stepping in and taking uh, all these shows, putting them on my back and trying my best to host all three of them for you. Now, up first, we have Tales from the Cribbed. Tales from the Cribbed is a podcast all about what I like to call gateway gateway horror. Excuse me. Uh, It's basically a podcast where we talk about a movie and discuss whether or not it is something that might be kind of like a uh, like a gateway into the world of horror for somebody, usually of the uh, the younger generation. Uh, the idea behind the show is that uh, we look for different movies to uh, kind of inspire the next generation of horror fans. And we talk about movies that are like really, really geared towards little kids like Monster House all the way up into uh, this week when this week's movie is going to be The Babysitter, which is a uh, Netflix original movie super gory, very over the top, uh, but uh, we kind of run the gambit. So that's going to be the first show up here, and then following that, we're going to have the Switch It Up show, which is a Nintendo Switch-based podcast, and then we're going to go ahead and close it out with the mainstay of the net- of the network, the original production, and that is the Preachcast. So ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoy this super show. I'm going to try my best for you, and without further ado, Tales from the Cribbed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Tales from the Crypt. My name is Glenn, and I will be your host as together we explore the wide, wonderful world that is gateway horror. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and get it started. Alright, we're going to go ahead and uh, skip around in this show because as I mentioned in the intro to this Super Show episode, I'm going to touch on just a few segments here of the main, of each main show. So, with that being said, this is I Scream, You Stream, a segment where I like to talk about and highlight different movies that are available on streaming services. And we kind of just go ahead and run the gambit when it comes to these services. We talk about, and like, pretty much any streaming service that's out there. This week, we're going to go ahead and go back with the classic, and that is going to be in Netflix. And I have three, three different choices uh, for Netflix in our favorite genre that is horror that might be worth checking out. Uh, I've seen uh, two out of three of these. Sometimes I don't really necessarily have to see them all. I feel like to bring them on here because I'm excited to see it. I want to share it with everybody else. But I got some background on a couple of these. Now, the first one is actually going to be 
Oculus. I thought Oculus was a lot of fun. Oculus came out in 2013, so it's a little bit uh it's a little bit on the older side. And it was actually a joint production between Blumhouse, which we, you know, we all know and love, the people who bring us The Conjuring, Insidious, Annabelle, all those movies, and WWE films. Crazy, right? You wouldn't think that a movie produced by WWE films would be that good. But Oculus is really kind of like a, it's a little bit of like a thinker. Basically, it revolves around uh, this family. They come into possession of this mirror that's haunted. And it's almost like the mirror has like another dimension to it. They're fighting against these ghosts uh, that are kind of like on the other side of the mirror. It's really, it's really kind of crazy. I like the whole uh, story behind the mirror being like haunted and how they end up acquiring it. Um, it's it's just it's just fun. It feels like it's got that Blumhouse type of sense to it, where you feel like it's part of a greater mythology. You know, I, I'm excited to see if we ever see another like the Oculus Mirror pop up somewhere else, or if we ever get a sequel to it. I actually think I would enjoy a sequel. But if you're looking for something a little bit uh, a little bit different that you may not have seen that you might have passed by, Oculus I feel like is worth your time. I would go ahead and definitely check it out, especially since it's on Netflix. You really can't beat that. Next up is going to be a zombie movie. Now, I'm kind of over zombies a little bit. You know, we see them all the time. And when in, when it's on television, I am always watching The Walking Dead every week. I like The Walking Dead. A lot of people are hating on it right now. But I think it's a good time. But that being said, you know, I can really only take so much in the world of zombies. However, if you're going to go ahead and add yet another zombie viewing experience, uh, you know, on your catalog, I would highly recommend that you watch Train to Busan over on Netflix. It's a 2016 South Korean zombie apocalypse action thriller film. That's what it's described as. This movie uh, is a great, this movie is a great time. First of all, you can watch it uh, in subtitles, which I think is great. I feel like more people need to watch subtitle movies more often, so you get used to seeing it, because otherwise you just mess out on so many, you know, great movies that are out there that you just would never, would never see otherwise. So if something comes up and it looks interesting, do yourself a favor, watch, read the subtitles, because it's weird. I don't know how our brain works where we're starting to watch something and you just kind of forget that you're reading it. It's almost like, like automatic. I don't know how that happens. Your brain almost goes on cruise control in a way. But Train to Busan is great. It's about this. Uh, it's about this father uh, who is divorced, and his daughter goes back and forth visiting him and is and living with the mother. And he's about to bring her home, and they have to take the train. And while they're on the train to go to Busan, uh, there is a, a zombie outbreak kind of in the in their country and at uh, the station. So the train can't stop; it just has to go through. But somehow somebody gets on the train who is infected, and the the zombies start to like overrun the train. Um, this movie has a very fast pace to it. You're on the edge of your seat the whole time. You really, really care about the characters that are in it. Everybody does an amazing job. Uh, there are some lighthearted moments, but there's a lot of really good drama. Uh, it's awesome. I feel like it's a it's a movie for people who not only like horror. This is an it's like an action movie. Uh, they they say it themselves, an action thriller film. Um, I really recommend that you go ahead and you check out Train to Busan. It is, it's a great it's a great movie overall. And then lastly, we're gonna round this out with the movie that I have not seen, and that is going to be Before I Wake. Uh, this is a Netflix original uh, movie, and let me go ahead and hit you with the. Uh, I hit you with uh, the plot a little bit. It kind of reminds me a little bit of um, a little bit of Nightmare on Elm Street. Basically, this kid has uh, the power to be able to go to sleep 
and he has these like weird dreams that start to that start to like come true almost like his his dreams uh, and the things that haunt him while he's asleep can enter the real world and like hurt people. So it's kind of it's kind of creepy. The trailer I think looks really really good. Um, that being said, uh, I don't know if it's uh, exactly uh, doing the best in terms of uh, being uh, well reviewed. Um, it, it was originally filmed in 2016. It finally got distributed by Netflix just earlier this year. But you know what? The preview looks good. I'm interested in it, so I'm going to go ahead and check it out. If you've seen Before I Wake, please let me know over on Twitter, at FromTheCribbed. I would love to hear from you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our next segment is going to be Shop Smart. Shop Smart is the segment where I like to go ahead, scour the interwebs for you, and try to find you the best deals that I can out there. All of this week's deals, as usual, are going to come from Amazon.com. And we're going to talk about a few releases, but I wanted to go ahead and give you guys a little bit of a heads up because there's one release that is coming back into circulation. It's getting uh, re-released again uh, because it's currently out of print, and that is going to be the Reanimator Special Edition from Arrow Video. Now, if you're not familiar with Arrow Video, first of all, this podcast is brought to you in part by Arrow Video, a great, great company doing amazing releases over on Blu-ray. Uh, they do all types of great, great special features. They really go the extra mile with their packaging as well. Everything, for the most part, if it if it's not you know coming in like a nice uh, Blu-ray case, sometimes uh, the special editions come in like a thicker, uh, not not cardboard packaging, but like a very, very nice, like almost like gift set type packaging. Usually it comes with like a little booklet about the film as well. They really go the extra mile with their stuff. I highly recommend you go ahead and check it out if you're into any type of like cult or horror movies, they they really they go above and beyond for sure. But the Reanimator box set or the Reanimator special edition is coming out again. Uh, it comes out on February the thirteenth, just in time for Valentine's Day, and you can actually pick it up over on Amazon right now for twenty one ninety nine. That is. 37% off. That is a an absolute steal, the fact that this is this low. I've never seen it this low ever. Uh, if you don't have this, you absolutely need it. Like I said, it is one of the special editions. It comes with a like little booklet and a really nice like keepsake case in addition to the regular Blu-ray case that it comes in. I mean, this thing is great. You get a ton of extra features on this disc. Uh, I really can't recommend it enough. The transfer looks awesome. There's all kinds of making ofs. Uh, you, you need to go ahead and check this out. Uh, that is the Reanimator Blu-ray uh, Special Edition. By all means, do whatever uh, you know it takes to get your hands on that. Uh, in addition, uh, Arrow Video also has uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space coming out, as well as Basket Case this year as well in a collector's edition. So, like, it just seems like they're really kind of going crazy, uh, you know, this late winter into early spring. So keep your eye on them. You can either go ahead and do a search for Arrow Video over on Amazon. You can check out their website. Um, I, I strongly recommend you take a look at their release schedule because that's the thing with a lot of these like specialty Blu-ray uh, like release companies. They come out with all these like awesome editions and then they sell out right away and then you can't get your hands on them. But in this case, Reanimator is coming back out. So you don't have to pay these absorbent prices that people are charging online and at conventions. You don't need to pay $60 for the movie. They realize that the demand is there and they're putting it out. So that's awesome. Um, so 
and uh and other in other blu-ray releases uh non-arrow wise uh we i I got a few that i want to share with you and the very first one is going to be the chucky complete seven movie collection i think this is awesome um this was not so long ago about fifty dollars or so a little bit over i think and right now you can get it for twenty five dollars and ninety nine cents and you're getting all of the chucky films including the latest one so that's uh that's pretty pretty crazy you're paying like what is that just a little over a little over three dollars a movie you can't beat that. The Blu-ray is even cheaper than the DVD box set of this. So go ahead, take a peek for the Chucky Complete 7 Movie Collection. Um, that's a that's a straight-up steal. It's probably one of the cheapest like whole like box sets. Uh, the Leprechaun uh, Complete Movie Collection, that's not one of the ones I was planning on talking about. But as I scroll through here, it is on here as well. Uh, and that is $19.38. And I believe you get six films with that. Uh, so also a super great deal. Um, there are also a pretty good amount of bonus features on this uh, Child's Play 7 uh, movie collection. There's a bunch for the original Child's Play, like a lot of extra ones. Uh, there's three different segments about, there's the segment about the birth of Chucky, creating the horror, Chucky Unleashed, um, two different commentaries, uh, Chucky building a nightmare, uh, a whole thing all about horror conventions. Then there's... Th- two two extra bonus features on bride of chucky there's a ton of stuff for seed curse and cult of chucky as well so they they usually on these collections you don't get a lot of bonus uh uh, content sometimes it's just like the bare bones um not so much here you actually get a lot another collection that i wanted to bring up today is going to be the hair (laughs) hair the hammer horror eight film collection so you get eight films obviously in this collection and now i'm not really too familiar with uh hammer horror uh, it was uh, a lot of those movies were produced in the 70s, and they were always a little bit more, uh, you know, a lot of movie, those films star Christopher Lee, and they're just always a lot more, like, atmosphere to them. You know, it's not so much like the 80s, like, intense, like, slasher uh, that, you know, we all know and love. Uh, it's the decade before that, so it's a little a little bit different. Uh, so I don't really know anything uh, about them as much, so I thought it would be a perfect idea to be able to dive into them for something that's, like, less than $18 for all eight films. You get The Brides of Dracula, The Curse of the Werewolf, The Phantom of the Opera, The Kiss of the Vampire, Paranoic, Nightmare, Night Creatures, and The Evil of Do- Dr. Frankenstein. So that's a lot of films. Now, if you are in the, you know, the market for like one of these collections like this, this is also a perfect time for you to jump on and not only get them at that cheap price, but a lot of times you can actually go ahead and and when the Amazon drops the regular price, sometimes they drop the used price as well. So for this Hammer box set, for example, it's $17.49. It would not be crazy for it to go down to like, you know, for used for like under $14. So just keep your eye out because you really never know what you'll find. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and with that, it is time for the main segment of Tales from the Crib, the review. And we're going to go ahead and do a little bit of a a shout-out back to the earlier segment, I Scream, You Stream. Uh, On that segment, we talked about some streaming videos that are available over on Netflix, and this movie is no exception. It is Netflix original The Babysitter. Now, I have heard some talk about this film for a while. It came out, I believe, on Halloween, 
So I'm a couple months behind on this, but you know what? There is so much great horror content out there in the world today that I really, you know, I've, I've just been busy. I've been busy watching so much, uh, and I finally went ahead and got around to this one. And let me tell you, I wish I could go back in time and tell myself how much I needed to go and watch this film. This thing is awesome. It is such a wild, fun, fun ride. Uh, if you are a fan of slasher movies, if you are a fan of Home Alone, if you enjoyed uh, Better Watch Out, you need to, if you like um, your next, uh, you need to go ahead and watch this film. You are going to love it. Um, basically, it revolves around a young, uh, like a younger boy. I think he's like 12 or 13. I think he's 12. And in it, he has a babysitter. And him and his babysitter are like best friends. He gets bullied a lot in school. Kids pick on him, uh, and like it's just you know he's got a he's got a rough go of it. Uh, he has like a, a like a best friend who's the girl who lives across the street, and uh, you know he and her are good pals. Uh, but for the most part, you know he kind of has a rough time. And the babysitter is there for him, and uh, they have a good time. Uh, they play games. They like run around. They they just have fun. You just you just feel like that she really cares about him, uh, and she's looking out for him. Uh, and you only get like a little glimpse of that in the very beginning of the movie. And like after the first twenty minutes, I'm like, oh man, this like can it end on a good note? Like can it just that was such a great little story. Like it was just it was just nice. Like made made you feel good, lifted your spirits to see that uh, the actor um, who plays the little boy and the actress. Uh, who uh, is the babysitter. They do an amazing, amazing job. You definitely need to go uh, and check it out. But and basically what ends up happening, and this isn't a spoiler because it's in the it's in the trailer for the movie. You know, you know what's gonna happen. Uh, the babysitter uh, ends up at that she is kind of like the lead of a satanic cult. Uh, and they uh, basically wait until uh, the boy goes to sleep uh, and they commit like, you know, satanic sacrifices uh, while uh, they're in the house. So Long story short, uh, the boy happens to sneak downstairs to like spy on him, sees that what is going on, uh, and uh, you know basically wants to like escape, obviously, and they do not let him. So it is basically the ongoing battle between uh, the young uh, the young boy and the like eight people who are in the satanic cult, including the babysitter, and the boy has to kind of like fend him his way, uh, like to get out of the house to escape. And it's uh, it's cr it's crazy, super super gory. Uh, a lot of moments that are kind of like Final Destination. If you're into that, there are all types of like the way that people die is just it's just nuts. Uh, I don't know how much of the film is uh, practical effects and how much of it is uh, CGI, but like it, it, I think it looks I think it looks really really good. It is very over the top. Uh, everything uh, kind of seemed like spot on. Like totally nothing is. Uh, if, if you go into this expecting it to be scary, it's not like that. Uh, they do a lot of, like, nods to the camera. There's a whole bunch of, uh, when the little boy picks up, like, different weapons, they have, like, the text, uh, like, saying what the weapon is on the screen. Very, like, Scott Pilgrim. Uh, it's almost like a horror action comedy. Uh, so, I mean, it, I feel like it hits its mark really, really, really well. And this movie, like, you know, it's a Netflix original, so it's not necessarily uh, rated. So I think it's rated almost like in our TV rating of TVMA. Um, if this was on television now, like regular cable uh, television, it would probably be in the lines of The Walking Dead. But it's definitely more intense in, in terms of its uh, gore uh, than The Walking Dead is. I, and obviously there's like... 
don't know, I think there's like eight members of the satanic cult between six and eight. Uh, and they all end up kind of like meeting their doom in one gory way or another. And you see, you see it all. Uh, and it's absolutely insane looking, uh, way more so than what's on the walking dead. At least in the walking dead, you usually see something really bad and you have a few seconds to think, well, that's, you know, that's unpleasant or that's gory. And then they cut to something else because the walking dead, even though it is kind of hitting a lot of people, like in terms of, you know, it's gore, um, it, it's more of a character driven, uh, story. And this one, uh, this one is both though, because like, you really do care. You you want the boys to survive. You're not rooting for the bad guy. It's a, another one of those things that I've been talking about on this show is that there's not many times now in horror where we get to root for the good guy. And now there's all these films that are coming out uh, where you want the good guy, you know, to win. Uh, like straight, like people are rooting for the for the uh, kids in Stranger Things. We're rooting for the kids in It. We're rooting for uh, the kid. Uh, right here in the babysitter like you're not rooting for the monster uh which is which is neat you know like sometimes as horror fans people are like uh like you guys like horror movies uh would would you just want to see like the like the monster win like it's not it's not necessarily like that you like a good story and a lot of times in our horror films like the best story like the lore behind it isn't necessarily the people it's the monsters or the creatures but in some of these films you know just kind of turning it on you know its head uh and it's making it like you know fun to like you know clap and cheer not that we didn't clap and cheer for the monsters because we certainly did but it's just different uh it's refreshing to 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 watch it and have like a I don't know, more of a positive spin on it. Uh, but this movie, um, you know, you do see you do see a lot of gore. Um, there's also a pretty good amount of language, uh, and um, there's not really a lot of there. There's no there's no nudity, uh, so that's not really a concern here. The big concern with this movie is definitely the the gore because it's it's uh, it's crazy. Uh, it's done in like a super over the top way though. Uh, and I feel like there is a difference because I feel like at a certain point it it becomes like so gross that it's just like it, it's just not realistic any anymore anymore. You know, it just becomes it just becomes nuts. Um, so it becomes more of a spectacle than reality. Uh, but uh, which is good because like you know enough horrible things going on in the world. Uh, but this is uh, it, it, it's it's an over the top crazy ride. I really really enjoyed it depending on like you know the age um i don't think i would be let like a younger uh generation or younger kid uh watch this because it's really it's really really gory um but uh they would they would probably have fun uh because they do there's a lot of suspense in this movie you want to see what happens next you want to see how he's going to get out of the situation that he's uh that he's in uh, and you get to kind of watch the character um, of the younger boy, um, start to go from like being a bully, bully to being like super independent, um, confident, uh, and being able to kind of like take on his bullies in a way. Uh, so it's neat. You get like a full circle there. They just do it in a fun kind of gory horror filled way. And that ladies and gentlemen, uh, has been this episode of tales from the crib. I want to thank you for tuning in to this episode as well uh, as checking out the podcast. If you have uh, any questions, comments, concerns, or anything like that, please, by all means, go ahead, reach out to me over on Twitter at From the Cribbed. I would love to hear from you. Robbing out of white and the Elba Zantari system in three.
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Switch It Up show. My name is Glenn and I will be your host as together we explore the wonderful world that is the Nintendo Switch. I went ahead and let the music roll just a little bit longer today because as I stated in the uh, in the very, very pre-notes of this super show here on the Preach Network, I am without Mr. Seth Trav. Very, very sad at his absence. Hopefully he recovers from his flu-like illness very very soon however despite you know him being ill i am coming down with a little bit of an itch myself and that is the itch for this switch it up show but before we go ahead and get started why don't we just let let this music just roll just for a little little bit longer because it is oh so good telling you it's it gets harder every single week to cut that music off it really does so ladies and gentlemen we're gonna go ahead and do a little bit of a condensed show of this switch it up show here and the very first segment that we're going to dive into is going to be potent power-ups potent power-ups is the segment where we like to talk about some of the news that is going on in the wonderful world of the nintendo switch and the very first one is going to be a little bit uh, of something outside the box or maybe inside the box for that matter and then is going to be the Nintendo Labo kit going ahead and getting uh, announced uh, just last week. Uh, Nintendo Labo, super, super interesting. Basically, it is a kit that you get to uh, assemble all of these different, um, all of these different objects. Uh, in one of them, you get to actually like make this piano out of cardboard uh, that you get to dock the switch in. And as you press the keys, uh, you can actually play a song. There are all types of really cool like making, like it's almost like a makerspace that you can do with your Nintendo Switch. So think very in the world of like 3D printing uh, and STEM programs and things like that. Uh, there's one that comes with a fishing rod that you get to make and you get to turn the rod and you get to fish with the Switch. Uh, there's another one where you kind of make like a bike handles and you get to drive a motorcycle. And it's really all uh, about like you making the props for this. Uh, and interacting with the props that in turn controls uh, part of the game. Uh, in one of them you get to almost make like this weird bug thing that moves around. Uh, it all sounds really silly, but when you watch the commercial for it, it just seems really, really cool and unique. Uh, and on top of just looking like fun, it really lets you be a little bit more creative with uh, video games in a way that we, we just haven't been before. Uh, the Nintendo Wii had a bunch of really kind of unique and insane uh, controllers. You know, when the Wiimote first came out and you had to use the Wiimote and the nunchuck to be able to control things, people thought it was really weird. Uh, but at the very beginning, uh, people thought it was super like different and inviting. Everybody was playing the Wii. It was one of their best-selling consoles, if not probably their most well-sold console that they've made yet. And like, you know, people of all ages were playing it. Uh, and now I think something like this, where people are actually making, uh, you know, these very interesting and like unique uh, controllers and devices that interact with the Switch, I think it's gonna like really generate a whole bunch of excitement. Um, I don't know if it's gonna be quite at the same level as the Wii because I don't know if it appeals to quite as large of a an age group. 
uh, as that does. But I feel like uh, from like an educational perspective, I think people are really gonna get a lot out of this because it gets kids um, like you know like making with their hands and like following directions and. It just looks like a cool, like a cool thing, and um, this stuff is made out of cardboard. The kit itself uh, ends up retailing for sixty-nine dollars. Uh, comes with the app, uh, uh, the game itself. So I'm hoping that maybe like we're gonna start to see some add-ons for this uh, that are at a lower bit of a price point, or maybe some even create your own. So, you know, I think it's really, really, really cool, uh, and that's the Nintendo Labo. And now we're going to go ahead and roll over into the segment where we like to talk about all the different uh, releases. And it is called, affectionately enough, Press Continue. So we're going to go ahead and just roll down the list. We have a wide variety of games coming out tomorrow. Um, or actually, excuse me, today, uh, Thursday, January 25th. We're going to go ahead and start off with Zero Gunner 2. Uh, Zero Gunner 2 is famous for its cool world and innovatively omnidirectional shooting system. Zero Gunner 2 is coming back as Zero Gunner 2. Interesting description there. Uh, basically, Zero Gunner 2 looks kind of like, almost like your regular style uh, shoot 'em up. Um, if you're into those uh, type of games where you have bullets flying all over the screen, it looks like you get to like. Uh, fight against like trains, um, different planes. There's uh, a ship in one. Uh, basically, you look to like to be able to control like this little helicopter, and you get to shoot in all different directions. Uh, if you're into those uh, shoot 'em up games, this might be one to check out. It is seven dollars ninety nine cents over on the eShop. Next up is Tennis. Uh, the game is just called Tennis, but you know what? It looks pretty cool. A simple yet exhilarating tennis game uh, to play anytime. Tennis, uh, a game, a tennis game that can be picked up and played anytime by anyone. Enjoy the game by yourself or play against family and friends with eight characters and six courts available. Feel the excitement that tennis brings. Uh, you can play with the Pro Controller uh, and the Joy-Con or the touchscreen, so that's super interesting. Uh, this game looks very much like Mario Tennis. I am a huge fan of Mario Tennis and I am ecstatic that there is a new version of Mario Tennis coming onto the Switch uh, and I think that this game might just be enough to hold me over in the meantime. It's only $7.99. The graphics look nice. Uh, they say it's a simple fun tennis game and I, you know, I think I'm buying into that. Um, next up is going to be Tachyon Project. Tachyon Project is an action-packed dual stick shooter driven by a story. That's interesting. Uh, that should be cool. Uh, this is actually a game that we're going to be talking about on an upcoming episode. Through the story mode, you will progressively unlock all of the weapons, secondary weapons, and perks available to configure your ship. You'll need them to face increasingly hard enemies as you fight over 30 different types, including four bosses. This game has a very like neon, um, almost like a neon asteroids look to it. Uh, it is uh, very modern. Uh, the graphics look really, really cool. Very bright. It almost looks like Asteroids uh, meets like DDR. That's how like the screen looks. Uh, but uh, it looks like it might be fun, and it's cool that there's a story because a lot of times in some of these shoot 'em up games, there's really not like the strongest story. I know someone's gonna reply over on Twitter at Switch It Up Show, and they're gonna say there's this game, it has a great story, and they'll put me in my place. But you know that's that's why we have the internet. So go ahead, reach on out to us, and let me know. Uh, next up is going to be Super One More Jump. I like the title of this game already. It is $7. Simple to learn, one-button controls, hard to master levels, test your muscle memory and concentrate, concentration and sanity. Um, well, yeah, definitely. Uh, so this game looks like a collection 
of all different um, one, like, you know, all different jumping uh, platformers. So it's definitely a collection of platformers. It looks like they are all kind of like endless jumpers in one way or another. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And I think it's pretty neat that there's over a hundred different levels. And um, what's also neat about this is that a lot of these levels, they all look completely different uh, than the other ones. Whole bunch of different characters in this that you get to play as uh, the screen that they have laying it out the graphics are probably ranging in the realm of what looks like to be like anywhere from atari all the way up to original nintendo uh so if you're looking for a like a platforming game that kind of just has like a whole bunch of variety to it super one more jump might be the game uh to check out and again seven dollar game they're all over the place and we're gonna follow that up with strikers 1945 which is seven dollars and 99 cents and we were just talking about one of those um one of those shoot 'em up games uh and this is yet another one of those um these games were like all over the arcade so uh, i feel like strikers 1945 is more or less a classic in this genre um it is uh it's got the basically you control uh like a bomber and it takes place in 1945 so it makes sense uh although this uh like the game itself it's got the bars on the side of the screen that show like the score uh like the controls uh it's actually pretty cool that they have the controls on the screen all the time uh as well as uh whatever your weapon inventory is uh so it's um it's like if you were watching like a widescreen movie you'd have those black bars you have the black bars on the side of this um, but they're not black. They have like a nice uh, wallpaper to them. Uh, but if you know, if you're if you're into strikers, you're into shooters. Strikers 1945 to uh, $7.99 on the eShop. We're going to keep it moving with Space Dave. Space Dave looks insane. Defend your ground against the alien onslaught. Protect your terrain from endless arsenal of weapons. So this looks more or less, as I scroll through the pictures here, it kind of looks a little bit like a Burger Time meets Space Invaders. The graphics look like they oh, I don't even know how to explain it to you um, it, the graphics have almost like in some sections some of the enemies look like they're taken from like clip art or like memes um, this thing looks like straight insanity um, if you seem to, I, it looks like it plays like Space Invaders if you like Space Invaders and I think like everybody does but you wish it was just absolutely like off the wall crazy and dr like drawn in like the, the loudest and most aggressive of colors, you should definitely go check out Space Dave. It is $9.99 over on the eShop. Next up is going to be Fantasy Hero Unsigned Legacy. This looks really cool. Uh, hack and slash action RPG, stand with up to four heroes to save the world. Um, this game looks like, first of all, the heroes that you get the, that there's on the screen. It's got like this desperado looking cowboy, a luchador wrestler, and then your standard run of the mill like um, RPG hero looking guy. Um, although I really, really like the hack and slash part of it. It kind of reminds me of Quest 64, which I was really like all about. I really like that game. Um, and this kind of looks like almost like a throwback to that. Uh, it looks like a lot of fun. Um, I like the hack and slash control because I don't really like that turn-based style that a lot of RPGs have. This is $9.99 over on the eShop, and I think I am definitely going to check it out. So let's go ahead and go with the next game, which is going to be Earth Wars. Earth Wars for Nintendo Switch. It is, wow, that is the bargain of the day. It is $4.50. And I gotta say, 
The graphics on this look really good. A tough, cheeky 2D action game appeared, it says. In the year 2020, the world has become a nest for unknown hostile organisms, um, EBE. No current weapons appear to make any impact on them, leaving humanity powerless and on the brink of destruction. However, humanity has now got one last hope for survival in the development of bio-armor, which fuses the EBE body tissue with metal. Uh, super interesting. Uh, as you uh, look through the pictures on this, you are basically fighting against these crazy looking bugs. Um, and they'd said 2.5D and some are very much in 2D form and others are uh, almost like you're looking like over the shoulder, like third person perspective. The graphics in this are really good looking. Um, it, it's not like, not like really good looking as in like you're gonna be blown away, but in some they have like uh, almost like a cell shaded, like hand drawn look to them and the others, um, they they just look they just look really good um i think this game looks awesome i'm shocked that it's only four dollars and fifty cents i would definitely go recommend that you guys check out earth wars it looks like a great time next up is going to be dust off heli rescue 2 we're going to be featuring this on an upcoming episode leave no one behind pilot advanced combat helicopters in enemy territory uh, in this game you are well flying advanced and uh, helicopters in uh, enemy territory it almost looks like um back in the day you used to play urban strike over on sega genesis it looks like that as you are controlling uh, a helicopter and blowing up all these enemy bases uh it is uh i probably say it's like two and a half d uh it is uh you go side to side up and down but it does have like that like playstation-ish uh kind of look to it it is a very very blocky looking on purpose um kind of has that like 3d dot game heroes uh look going on to it very minecrafty in style to this but it looks like fun uh, this game is 14.99 over on the eShop. dust off heli rescue 2 next up is celeste uh, brave hundreds of handcrafted challenges in this super tight platformer as you help rescue and as you help as you help Madeline survive her journey to the top of Celeste Mountain. Easy for me to say. Um, this game looks like fun. It, basically, you are platforming to be able to get to the top of this mountain and fight all these different bosses. Uh, this looks like this looks like a good time. Uh, it just looks like classic. Um, not quite and maybe like original Nintendo uh, level gra graphics the levels look very bright and colorful uh, it it just looks like fun um, if you're into just a uh, what seems like a, a typical I don't know if it's a typical platforming game but it, it just looks like a like a class like it looks like a classic it looks like a great time um, it got uh, two hours of original music uh, by uh, dazzling live piano and catchy synth beats uh, so probably sounds really cool over 600 screens of platforming challenges and devious secrets a charming cast of characters it kind of looks like a nintendo game meets um oh, what was that like game that everybody played in uh, elementary school um like super magic mountain uh if you've ever played that before uh where you're just kind of like constantly going up running into more characters and like battling these weird creatures it kind of looks reminds me of that uh this is celeste it is $19.99 on the eShop. looks awesome Next up is going to be an arcades arc uh, an arcades arcade archives entry. It's going to be Kid Nicky Radical Ninja for seven dollars and ninety nine cents on the eShop. Um, this game again, uh, very much so in the retro style. This is a uh, looks like it's a side scrolling action game uh, where you are controlling a uh, Kid Nicky Radical Ninja. It was released in nineteen eighty six, uh, and you are fighting different enemies uh, as you try to rescue the princess. Of course. Uh, it it's from 1986 the graphics actually kind of look a little bit better than that very bright very vibrant 
cool um, like ninja. If you're into like ninjas and platforming and classic games, you might want to check out Arcades Archives. Kid Nikki, seven dollars ninety nine cents. And I said it once, and I will say it again. They need to come out with a collection for all of these arcade and Neo Geo games. Just give us like a pass or something. And as I say that, Neo Geo uh, release World Heroes 2, $7.99, another SNK uh, fighter classic. Uh, if you are into these uh, fighting games, like whether it be World Heroes or like like any of the other uh, any of the other ones, uh, the, it's on the Switch now. Uh, so you can go ahead and go pick them up. Thing is, they were all $7.99. Um, if you like one, be careful because I can definitely see buying a whole bunch of them. Next up is going to be 10 Second Returns. It is $6.54, very specific price. And this one, it looks, oh, uh, it's kind of cool. So basically you have to reach the finish line in 10 seconds. It's uh, it's like a running and jumping platforming game as all platforming games are. Um, the controls, um, you're just like running and jumping. You can wall jump off of things and basically you're getting from point A to point B in 10 seconds. You can play up to four players with this. So that's actually kind of cool. Um, I think this might be a lot of fun for $6.54. I would try it out. And then that, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be it. Another packed section uh, of Press Continue here where we just have like a million games uh, to get through. But you know what? That's great. That's a problem that you want to have over on the Nintendo Switch. You want there to be so many games that you can't pick them. Um, so that's great. We've got to keep that. we got to keep that up. And then lastly... We're going to go ahead and round out this show uh, with the segment uh, of our Let's Play, which is our review segment. And the game that I'm going to be talking about uh, here uh, today is going to be Party Planet. Now, this game is $29.99. All right, and it is a party game a la the same type of like world of uh, Mario Party. Now, that's a hard, you know, you're going up against Mario Party. Like, that's, that's no joke because Mario Party is awesome. Now, I know I'm saying that, and lately, some of the more recent entries in Mario Party really haven't been that great. They've actually gotten away from that board game feeling that we love so much with the classic Mario Parties. So I'm hoping they really fix that with the Switch, especially it being portable and being able to set it down on a table. You could really kind of have that awesome feel to it. So I hope they fix it. Uh, but let me tell you something. Party Planet is uh, like a... I don't know. I don't know if I want to say like a worthy uh, opponent of it, but let me tell you, like it, it it does really, really, really well. Party Planet is a great alternative to Mario Party. Uh, you have thirty party games in ten worlds that you can go ahead and unlock. Uh, and I, first of all, you're getting forty games. Like that's well, thirty games and in ten different uh, in ten different worlds. Like that's crazy. That's awesome. Um, you not only do you get a ton of games, but they are a lot of fun. I, I can't I can honestly tell you I did not get a chance to play all uh, 30 games, but I played a lot of them. Um, probably more than I should have because I uh, you know I reviewed this a little. I started playing it like a little bit late at night, uh, but it's it's great. The levels uh, and like the the games that you can play have a really fair difficulty to them. Nothing is impossible yet. It's challenging enough that it's it's like it's like oh like I got I got to do this again. I got to get better. I know it can do better. I kept wanting to keep playing, uh, and as soon as I would get good enough, as soon as you get good enough at one, uh, and you start. To to succeed at multiple levels you go ahead and you unlock new ones uh, so there was always like more and more games uh, to, to, to come from um, some of the games are based on 
speed some of them are based on accuracy so they really do a good job at like throwing a whole bunch of different variety in there one of the games i really liked was hopper jump where you are a grass grasshopper hopping on different um what looks like rocks uh, and you have a couple controls you can basically jump one rock at a time or you can jump two and some spaces you'll run into in the situations where you can only drop uh, jump once sometimes you have to jump jump over a hole so you have to be able to hit the button that allows you to jump two. you jump twice as far uh, and of course you're up against a clock you're trying to run as fast as possible to make it to the end uh quicker you get there like the better you do uh, and you can run out of time and not make it or you can fall into the water um it, it sounds simple and it is but let me tell you it is a lot of fun and the fact that you can play this with four other people uh is absolutely insane I think I would have a great time with this. I also liked Mystical Totem uh, a lot, which is a straight-up throwback to uh, some of those Mario Party games. In Mystical Totem, you are an Eskimo, and there is this giant totem pole that you have to knock down. Uh, and you hit one button uh, to hit the totem on one side, and you hit another button to hit the totem on the other side. And as you do that, the totem falls down. No matter which side you hit, the totem will fall down. But there's an object dangling from different levels of the totems on either side, and you obviously can't hit that side of the totem because the object will fall on you and you will be out. So you have to try to knock the totem down as fast as possible without that object falling on you. Um, I'm telling you, if you're going to take inspiration from a game, uh, Mario Party is a great one to take it to, uh, from. And it is a really, they, they just do a fun job. These games are, these games are addictive. Uh, there's another one called Super Vegan Anaconda, which is basically Snake, uh, where you're going around eating all these different fruits and you're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, and you have to not be able to run into your own tail or the wall. Uh, that one's super challenging. Um, and we've all been playing Snake for a long time. Uh, but it was just cool to be able to see another interpretation of it. This game is, it's, it's a blast. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I had a lot of fun, and I was playing it by myself. So to be able to play this with uh, four people, like I feel like this is a game that we wanted. We wanted a game like this on the Wii U. Um, I mean, I know Mario Party 10 came out on the Wii U, but it just wasn't quite quite the same. Uh, and I feel like this might have been something uh, that people really would have appreciated. Let me go ahead and hit you with the, uh, the uh, synopsis here. Party Planet features 30 fun-packed, party games for up to four players. It is the ultimate must-have game for family and friends of all ages. And with the portability of Nintendo Switch, turn about any location into a party. Uh, a cornucopia of games. Everything from action to puzzle to sports, it's all here in Party Planet. Level up and explore the planet. There are more players... Uh, the more players explore, the more games they'll unlock for a total of 30 games. It wouldn't be a party without friends. Up to four players can join the fun uh, competitive in competitive or cooperative play. Um, it's got uh, single uh, player or local multiplayer gaming, so that's awesome. Uh, it looks like that they do, a uh, on some of these, they have four players split screen, which is great. It's awesome that split screen is coming back uh, because there a lot of times everything was online. So the fact that you can play this offline uh, and still have uh, a blast is great. Um, that being said, uh, there is not an online portion of this. So if you wanted to do a party game online at the moment, uh, that is not on here. That's, let me tell you, but, but, but a party game, like, your friends are in the room. You want to be able to talk trash against them in this. Uh, and uh, this game is just a lot of fun. And the fact that you can go through and unlock all the levels, uh, that's another thing that I really, really liked from Mario Party. Like, it was awesome when you unlocked a new game. It's like you had to, you had to play not only to get better, not only to have fun, but you were rewarded for playing. Like, which is great because now in today's in today's age, there's so many like games that don't reward you for playing. In fact, they almost punish you for playing or they want you to use microtransactions to get more. This game says, hey, like play the game, have fun. And guess what? Like 
here's here's what you get for having fun and yes you pay for those levels but it's just nice to be able to earn them all and you're playing with your friends you know with your family um you're just having a good time exploring more of the game i really like i think this game's great i'm gonna go ahead and give this game a 4.5 it's awesome um the game is party planet it's on the nintendo eShop. it is 29 dollars 99 i highly recommend that you check it out guys if you have a game that you would like us to check out here on the switch it up show we would love to hear from you over on twitter at switch it up show i hope you really enjoyed this little mini episode not so many uh, still a good time but ladies and gentlemen if you ever get bored remember you can always switch it up tuning into yet another episode of the preach cast my name is glenn and i will be your host today as we talk all about netflix original series and movies now typically at this point i would go ahead and introduce my co-host mr seth trav but if you haven't uh, heard in the very 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 beginning of this preach network super show i went ahead and let everybody know that mr trav is under the weather he is not feeling well he is suffering from the illness of the flu and please please ladies and gentlemen if you're listening to this show if you enjoy what we bring you here on the preach network go ahead and send my man mr seth trav at seth trav on twitter send him some well wishes hopefully he gets better because let me tell you this network has been plagued by illness in the last month we have been sick left and right and i'm here i'm trying to make sure that i do my man man seth trav proud so i'm gonna do the best that i can to go ahead and go through this little condensed episode here of the preach cast we're gonna go ahead and hit some of our classic segments uh i think we're gonna have a good time i don't know let's find out we're gonna do the best that we can and ladies and gentlemen we're gonna go ahead and start off with the very very first segment you know what it is it is of course just preach play now just preach play if you are new to the podcast first of all brave of you brave of you to check out the podcast not only because it's new there's a lot of different podcasts out there you could be uh, you know watching pretty much anything but brave that you would take on such a long show this thing's gonna clock in at like 90 minutes i think we'll find out when we're done but just preach play is a segment where we like to play a trailer that we know nothing about basically what we do is just go over to apple trailers find a trailer that looks interesting i play here i react to you react to you i react to it in real time give you a little bit of commentary and what we do is we file up apple trailers find the very first movie i am not aware of and that is going to be the chamber it is actually i love this it is in theaters and on itunes on february 23rd that is all i know about it again it is the chamber there is a trailer it is a minute and 55 seconds long so without any further ado let's go ahead and check out the trailer for the chamber we will not accept north korea as a nuclear state 
nor as a nuclear-armed state. South Korea's military is now saying that North Korea has successfully test-fired ballistic missiles from a submarine. This movie is a little too current event for me. The Incheon Co. have ordered me to give the Americans everything they need. The Aurora doesn't belong to you. You need to remember that. I just like to know what's going on before I hand her over. The Aurora appears to be a small underwater submarine. It's the best shot we've got at completing our mission. And this mission of yours? You want to tell me about it? Let's start taking her down. You guys ready to tell me what we're here for? You really don't want to know any more than you already do. Aurora, come in! We've boarded! What's going on? Gator One, please respond. We're on our way to North Korea, and I'm happy to go along with that. What I'm not happy to go along with is us losing our tether to the top shit. This is our lifeline. We're willing to cut it. Punch it! We are now in control of the sub. You do as we say, and there won't be any more unpleasant surprises. If you do this, we're dead. We're all dead! Whatever this is, I hope it's worth dying for. So the chamber looks kind of interesting. Basically, it is a uh, about a crew that has some type of secret mission on their way to North Korea. They take a very small, like, couple-man uh, size uh, submarine, uh, and they're on their way there. But I guess, like, turmoil kind of breaks out. Uh, it looks like a little bit of a mixture of, like, The Thing versus The Hunt for Red October. Looks pretty cool in theaters on iTunes. Same day, February 23rd. I think it's definitely worth checking out. And speaking of movies that are worth checking out, uh, this is time for Coming Attractions. Coming Attractions is the weekly box office recap where I like to talk about some of the movies that are coming out in theaters this week, quickly judge them based on a uh, uh, just a brief cursory read over the synopsis, and give them the thumbs up or the thumbs down. Now, ladies and gentlemen, there are not one, but two films that are coming out in a wide release this week. So let's go ahead and talk about them. Very, very up first is going to be The Maze Runner, The Death Cure. It's a very dramatic title. Young hero Thomas embarks on a mission to find a cure for a deadly disease known as the Flare. Um, I have seen part of one Maze Runner movie. It was not for me. Uh, but that being said, I do believe this is the third Maze Runner movie, so I think these movies must be making money hand over fist. It stars Dylan O'Brien, Ki Hong Lee, Kia, uh, Kaya Scalario, ooh, that's horrible, I, I am sorry, I butchered that one, and Thomas Brody Sangster. Um, it's got a 52 on uh, Metacritic, not exactly the highest score uh, out there this week. Uh, however, better than any movie I've produced. Uh, and uh, Maze Runner, not going to be for me. I'm going to go ahead and pass on that. But I'm sure there are people out there who are excited to see it. If you are in the Maze Runner camp, please tell me why I need to join your team on Twitter over at PreachCast. I would love to hear from you. As with Mr. Trav and his illness. And the next and last movie coming out this week is going to be Hostiles. Uh, it is 
a little over two hours long, it is an adventure drama western. In 1892, a legendary army captain reluctantly agrees to escort a Cheyenne chief and his family through dangerous territory. It is directed by Scott Cooper, starring Scott Shepard, Rosamund Pike, Ava Cooper, and Stella Cooper. I am not aware of uh, anything about this movie. And you know what? Uh, I, there are a couple westerns I like. I did enjoy uh, Tombstone. And I think maybe I should be checking out some other one, Young Guns, of course. Uh, I think maybe I should uh, may, maybe give this one a shot. When this comes out on, on streaming, I might give it a peek. Um, it does say uh, it's an adventure film in there, a little bit of drama going on. Western is the last mention of that. Uh, as long as it's not like a slow burn type of movie. I watched Bone Tomahawk recently, which is like a Western horror. And uh, it is uh, definitely slow burn. And it's, slow, it's so slow burn that it's just a little bit too slow for me. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to wrap it up for Coming Attractions. Not a lot of movies opening this week, but you know what? That's fine because there's so much out there to, to watch. You know, there's so much in today's age, you know, with streaming. And speaking of streaming, let me tell you, that was one smooth transition. I'm going to go ahead and pat myself on the back for that, all right? Because we are going right into the main segment, the topic of discussion, which is going to be Netflix streaming originals. And that's the thing. You know, now with Netflix, there is so Something always on because these guys are producing a sickening amount of original content and by original content not only the stuff that they're producing but also I guess the other things that they are acquiring because not everything that I'm going to be talking about is strictly produced at Netflix only for Netflix some of them have come from other places and they've acquired the distribution rights to them so before you jump down my throat and get super angry, uh, I'm going to talk about everything that's over on Netflix, but I am really going to try to focus on the things that they have branded as Netflix originals. If you go over onto Netflix, you click on the original section. That's where you will find uh, everything in here, and uh, I think uh, I think you'll enjoy it. So that being said, I am really kind of recommitting to Netflix here, and I, you know, I it just seems like there's just so much out there, like it never stops. Uh, but that's okay, you know. So I think some for just to just to get it off, just to get it off my off my chest, we'll talk about uh, some of the Netflix originals that we all know and love. All right, we'll get that we'll get that done. I'll talk about some of the new ones, and then I'll talk about some of the ones that I am anxious to check out, some of the things that I have not seen, uh, because believe it or not, there is just it seems like there's something new here every day, and I don't think I'm that off that uh, that far off base for saying that. I think in the month of February, they're slated to put out over like I think it's over like 37 different original things. So that's one month. Like that's crazy. Um, but that being said, everybody, everybody loves Orange is the New Black. Really, really, really great. Uh, addicting show. Well, it's funny because as time has gone on on Orange is the New Black, I've become less and less attached to the main character, Piper. I really like her a lot less than some of the main uh, characters. Basically, if you have not seen Orange is the New, uh, Orange is the New Black, it follows Piper Chapman, who is convicted of being like an accessory to uh, selling drugs. Uh, she goes to a minimum security prison and drama ensues while she is there. It's about all the people she runs into, their stories. They do a great job at kind of um, telling the story of each person who's there and you learn about um, how they all become intertwined and how they function as a society in the prison. Um, the first uh, few seasons uh, really kind of walk the line between um, comedy and drama. There's always an air of comedy to it. It is a funny show. 
And uh, later on, it really kind of took more of a serious turn. Uh, and I'm really, really excited to kind of see where it goes uh, this summer when the latest season comes out uh, because it uh, it kind of pivoted. Uh, I think it's season, I think either season, the end of season four, or maybe the end of season three, uh, there's a riot and things go from being lighthearted to pretty serious uh, all of a sudden. So it's a good show. Um, I feel like it was probably one of their first, like, really, like, really, really big successful shows. Um, I could be, you know, there's been so many. I'm sure there might have been something before that. But that that's the one that I feel like everybody has probably heard of uh, somewhere. Orange is the New Black, great show, but not as great as Stranger Things. Everybody is all about Stranger Things, and I think it is great. Some people might be sick of it by now, but you know what? For me, this is what I've been waiting for. I've been waiting for a... TV show or a movie that is going to really just kind of reinvigorate the interest in horror. And Stranger Things has done that like tenfold. It is making fans uh, of people, uh, you know, of the genre who may never had thought about picking it up before. And the fact that it's on Netflix and it's so accessible and it's right there, like more people are trying it out, watching that show each and every single day. And it's great because, you know, it's a throwback to those people. Um, you know, who grew up watching like Poltergeist and Stand By Me, like it's set in the 80s. So it's aimed squarely at like my demographic and, and even the, the, the age group that's just like one generation before me, because, I, you know, I was I was like a kid in like the middle of the 80s. And I really wasn't as old as uh, not even close to as old as these kids were. I wasn't 10, uh, you know, in 1988 at all. Uh, so and so it's really for a generation older, a little bit older than me. But all the kids, uh, like they have an awesome bond. And again, something I talked about over in Tales from the Crib, it gives you a chance to root for the good guy in horror, which we never get to do. And like, you know, we're all good people. We want to root for the good guy every once in a while. Uh, and the thing is, like horror doesn't usually really give us a quote unquote good guy that's worth caring about. They're usually kind of just like an extra character who's there to like, you know, for the monster to get. Uh, but this time that is not the case. And when you do it well, and like Stranger Things does, it really shows you like how awesome that the horror genre can be. You know, it gets everybody watching it. So it's great. Uh, and hopefully they discover a lot more. But I'm telling you, Netflix like hit it out of the park with Stranger Things. Uh, the second season is really, really good as well. Uh, a very good follow up. I am like chomping at the bit for season three as I'm sort of sure most people are because um, I really want to see like you know where it goes thank god it's been renewed for season three because that would be super sad if it didn't uh, but with its popularity we're seeing these kids on all types of commercials they're all over the place so I don't think it's going anywhere time soon uh, if you haven't uh, seen Stranger Things for some reason you haven't gotten around to it yet put it at the top of your list I definitely think you need to check it out Another um, show that's been really, really cool that I've discovered on Netflix but has been around beforehand is going to be Black Mirror. Black Mirror is crazy. Uh, for those people who aren't aware of what it is, it is a um, um, it's like a horror anthology show kind of in the realm of The Twilight Zone where every single episode is different. They all feature like this little story, but it's not all necessarily horror. Uh, it's usually like a thriller or some type of like mystery story. Sometimes uh, they're, they're just straight up scary. Uh, other times there's a little bit um, more to it. There's always a little bit uh, more to it. It's a very like intellectual show um, in the vein, like really of like 
I feel like uh, like Mr. Robot uh, a little bit, uh, but it, it's a really really good show, and every every single episode is different, so you can jump in at any point. Uh, so if people are talking about the latest episode in your office, and they're like, "Oh, like this episode of Black Mirror was so good, did you catch it?" Um, you can you can watch right with them, and then you can go ahead and follow up on the earlier seasons uh, before that. Definitely think if you haven't seen Black Mirror, uh, you should watch it. That being said, you know you have to you have to be in the right mood to watch that. You know because it's a little bit of a heavier show, requires a little bit more uh, of an active viewing. Where Stranger Things, um, don't get me wrong, there's some good story going on in Stranger Things, some great story. But Stranger Things is going to pull you in. You know it's going to like grab you and like make you committed to it because all those characters are so awesome and like and the music is great. Uh, and not that. The, not that both things aren't true in Black Mirror, but it requires a little bit of a, like, you got to be ready to think. you got to get your thinking cap on to watch Black Mirror. Um, not necessarily the case for Stranger Things all the time, which is partially what makes Stranger Things so, uh, like, universally accepted, I think. All right. Uh, another uh, Netflix original that I uh, went ahead and checked out is going to be the Godzilla animated series. Now, this is Godzilla, the animated, well, it's not the animated series, but it is animated, uh, and it's part one, it says part one, episode one, so they haven't really, I don't know how many episodes this is going to be, I don't know how many parts this is going to be, but uh, basically, it's about, obviously, Godzilla, the king of the monsters, and he has taken over the world, uh, and the reason this happened is because basically Godzilla shows up and uh people have no idea how to like defeat him they just can't they kind of throw the whole kitchen sink at him and nobody can defeat godzilla it just can't be done so literally the entire world gives up and they say listen we are flying away we are going to live somewhere else kind of like wally except the pollution is godzilla (laughs) and so everybody goes out go out in space they're looking for another planet they can't find anything so they say, listen, we're going to starve to death out here. We gotta, we, we either have to make a decision to keep going and maybe we all die or we go back and maybe Godzilla's dead. They're like, it's been like we've been in space for 10 years. So who knows? It might be longer, uh, you know, in the in terms of Earth time. And sure enough, it has been longer in terms of Earth time. It's been like 30, it's been like 20,000 years longer. And they get back and not only is Godzilla still alive, he's like real angry and he's huge and he has like super nuclear powers like it's really really weird godzilla has shields i don't know how he's morphed into this like crazy creature it's straight up insanity earth is like these like plants that will slice through the strongest materials there's all types of weird creatures running around like it's just nuts and godzilla is like the king of this crazy world if you like godzilla if you're into animation you might want to go check this out it's 90 minutes long it drags um, I, I felt like it was super, like it just took a long time to, to, to get anywhere. Uh, and I don't know, um, the animation style, I really wasn't a fan of it. Um, it walks the line between, between, uh, sometimes looking like, like just a regular type of anime, very like Akira type style, which I really like. And then they kind of like try to introduce this weird, like 3d perspective to it that I just wasn't a fan of, but if you like Godzilla, you should definitely go ahead and check it out. 
another show that uh, I definitely want to watch. I'm excited to watch it. You got to, you guys are going to make fun of me, but it's 72 dangerous and dangerous animals in Latin America. Cause you know what? A lot of these shows are like super cool dramas or like very story heavy and not heavy, like in a bad way, but sometimes you just want to, you know, you get home from work and you just want to watch something stupid. Um, and this show, um, definitely, I feel like is going to satisfy that need. It's about these crazy, like all types of crazy animals that are in Latin America. I have not watched it yet. If you've watched 72 Dangerous Animals in Latin America, please let me know if it's any good. Uh, it looks like there's a couple seasons. I'm definitely going to go and check it out. So another thing that people were really, really pumped about, um, we're going to go ahead and dip into the anime uh, section again, and that's going to be Netflix's Castlevania. Uh, this, I believe, is only eight episodes all about... Um, uh, tr- uh, Trevor Belmont. So Castlevania, obviously the awesome video game series uh, on Nintendo as well as a few other consoles. Uh, it kind of is all about his story. I am super excited to check this out. I hear it is not for kids though. I hear that it is super gory. Um, and you know, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be interesting. There's actually like a lot of Netflix original animes. It just seems like that they're really getting into that. Um, they're getting into all types of. That's the cool thing about Netflix. There's really something for like everybody. There's this really neat new series, by the way, called The Toys That Made Us, and each episode is about a different toy. Um, and they talk about like basically uh, the very first one is all about Star Wars toys. The very first time that they license them, the, and they interview everybody from the people who make the toys uh, to the people who helped uh, secure the rights to the people who helped um, do like the packaging uh, safety uh, people. They talk about everything. They interview collectors of the toys. So if you're really into toys or just really like watching like a like a documentary. Um, where they just kind of go through everything. Like if you like Pawn Stars and you're like, man, like that expert, I wish I knew like all the stuff he knows, this is probably a good place to go to watch it. Uh, that is the toys that made us. Um, but as I scroll through here, Netflix also has Bill Nye Saves the World. Now I grew up watching Bill Nye, so when I found out that uh, he was going to have his own show on Netflix, I was ecstatic. I thought it was going to be the coolest thing ever because basically all I wanted was Bill Nye the Science Guy for, like, adults, you know? And I thought, this is going to be great. This is going to be just as awesome as I remember it. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it is not. It is not as awesome as I remember it. Um, I I understand that you're watching Bill Nye, like, you think of Bill Nye now, and you think of those episodes, and, yeah, you're blinded by nostalgia a little bit. You are. It just happens. But, you know, I didn't realize that it was going to be so different. Now, he does do experiments on Bill Nye Saves the World that are a lot like his other ones, and he... You know, he has some type of segments uh, that that remind you of uh, Bill and I, uh, the science guy. But he also has like this weird interview uh, where he usually brings somebody on and they have like a debate. Now, I know that Bill and I goes and does like different tours and uh, speeches and things like that. And, you know, he's very, very passionate about a lot of his topics. And his topics are really like, you know, he's standing up for climate change, which is awesome. Super cool. But when he does these interviews, he's a little, you know, he's a little like aggressive and I get that he's passionate and that, and, and I'm sure that's what it is. But like, I don't like seeing Bill Nye, like be kind of mean, you know, like I just, I really just wanted like an updated Bill Nye. I didn't want, you know, I wanted to sit down, watch that, be relaxed and like have fun. And I feel like, like when you watch that, you're a little bit, it's a little uncomfortable. You feel like he's a little on edge and it makes you feel a little on edge. Um, so that being said, the Bill Nye, the new Bill Nye uh, saves the world. I wasn't really, wasn't really big on it. 
A show that I have not seen is Dark. This just came out recently, and it's about a small town that is fraught with sins and secrets. History repeats itself in terrifying ways. It's happening again. Uh, the synopsis and the artwork um, and the screenshots really make this look like it. Uh, and it was awesome. Um, but I hear that this is really, really good. I really want to check it out. It's rated super high for me over on Netflix. It's got like a 95% match for myself. Um, so I, I'm interested in checking it out. There are all types of shows on here. I can't get past how many different different shows that are on here. You could really just watch Netflix and not even need anything else. It's crazy. Uh, Mindhunter is a show that I checked out. Uh, and it's all about the... Uh, the story of how uh, the FBI has the very first agents that start to really study uh, killers and uh, more um, more in depth, uh, more like more serial killers. It really uh, focuses on the people who identify the term. Uh, it looks really really interesting. Um, I've I've only seen one episode, uh, but I liked it. It's Mindhunter. So if you're a fan of like um, Sansa the Lambs, and you thought like that whole FBI, uh, you know, Clarice's job was interesting, and you want to learn about like kind of where it came from, uh, or want a you know a drama based on where it came from, uh, you should definitely go ahead and check that out. Um, Netflix also did the new Pee Wee Herman movie, which I thought was a lot of fun. Uh, if you are into uh, Pee Wee and Paul Rubens, like he does a great job. He's still he, he is, obviously he is Pee Wee, um, but I'm telling you, it's been you know Pee Wee was a show that was on in the '80s. It was also a stage show. It came back as a comedy special, and my man does Pee Wee. He still looks like Pee Wee, even though like a bunch of time has passed. Like it doesn't you know it, it doesn't it's not awkward. You see him and you see Pee Wee. Uh, you know he does it spot on. Um, you should definitely check out the Pee Wee movie if you haven't seen it yet um i think it would be i think it look i think it's awesome you'll have a good time with it uh there's another show uh, another movie i should say called little evil um little evil uh is really really cool uh it's uh stars um oh my god uh it stars adam scott from parks and rec uh and evangeline lily and in it um adam scott uh is um engaged uh to marry evangeline lily and she he has a son she has a son and he's uh, trying to bond with her, but he is—he's uh, basically Damien. He's like you know, the son of the devil from the Omen, uh, and it's a comedy, and it's super, super funny. Uh, I had a—I had a really good time watching it. Um, if you haven't seen Little Evil, you should definitely check it out. And I think the last one uh, that I'm going to end on here again. There's just so, so, so many shows. Um, they have a really, they have like a lot of, uh, animated shows, but they also have a lot of cartoons. And the last one I'm going to end on is going to be Big Mouth. Uh, Big Mouth is kind of cool because it's, uh, all the voices are done by stand-up comedians. Um, uh, the creators are Nick Kroll and Andrew Goldberg. Uh, the cast is Nick Kroll, John Mulaney, Jesse Klein. Um, there's a bunch, uh, Jordan Peele is in it. Um, there's a bunch of comedians. Uh, this, uh, this show is definitely for mature audiences. It is... Um, it's more intense than South Park, uh, in terms of like, you know, it's content. It's like, you know, it's, it's essentially like, um, it's adult standup, uh, but animated. Um, although it is the, like the characters do go through, uh, you know, character arcs and stories. It follows these four kids, uh, these, uh, three kids. Um, well, there's four of them, four kids who are friends in a school. So it's kind of like South Park in that way. And it's basically about their adventures, uh, in, uh, junior high. Uh, and you know, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun show. Uh, but again, like I said, it is very much for adults, but it's really good. It is big mouth on Netflix. Uh, 
and that's the thing. Like, no matter what mood you're in, Netflix has something for you. And the fact that they, not only do they have it, they have it and, like, you know, it's their content. They own it. It's an original or it's something that they've acquired the rights to. And Netflix has been hitting it out of the park lately, not only with all the stuff, like, from a critical standpoint. People love Netflix. Some of the highest-reviewed things are Netflix originals. But they're also making money hand over fist. Like, they're doing so, so, so well. Um, they raised the price of their subscription last year because of demand, uh, really. And they also added almost 7 million more, uh, more customers. So I don't know. It seems like everybody I know has Netflix, but they keep expanding like all across the world into new markets all the time. They're doing really, really well. Let us know over on Twitter at PreachCast. Let us know which streaming service you prefer. Let us know what you're watching. Are you using Amazon Video? Are you a Hulu person using Shutter? Um, tell us what you're into. We want to know the best place to go to watch movies. Because even though um, Netflix is awesome, I don't know what you're watching. Let us know what Netflix originals we should check out. There are tons, dozens of Netflix originals. And that's the thing. We're missing them. Somebody needs to do a podcast solely on Netflix originals. Every single episode should be a different one. Netflix, come on. Like, get at us over on Twitter, at PreachCast. We'll do this podcast for you. We'll watch a series every single week. We'll stay at home. We won't want to work anymore. Our job will be Netflix. You guys keep putting out originals. We'll have a job. At PreachCast, let us know, Netflix. Get in contact with us. And you, ladies and gentlemen, the listener, let us know what you're watching on Netflix. And remember, always practice what you preach.